We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Up top, Fantecchio, extra pass to Grimes. Shot clock at six, Grimes off the bounce, running layup, and it's good! What a shot from Grimes! 14 points here in the fourth quarter, and the Pistons lead by one. Brunson looking. Guarded by Cunningham. Fontecchio looking to help. Brunson, three-pointer. Off the mark. Rebound deflected. Chased down. Saved by Grimes to Fontecchio. Knocked away. Hardenstein picks it up. Out to DiVincenzo. Ten seconds to go. He throws it away. Ball loose. Picked up by Brunson. Brunson inside the heart. Hards banks it in. All right, we got a couple from Ja here. The always entertaining Ja, so focused. Hello, friends. I don't mean to be a negative Nancy. Well, I'm, I'm going to beg to differ in a moment. But when you trade with a bad team and you're a good team, isn't it disconcerting for the pieces you traded away to play better than the pieces you got? Let's get to the next comment from Ja. Thank you, Ja. Pistons played their heart out, but but me, I'm worried about uh, AB. I don't. I think so. I think that's a loaded question slash comment because you are Burks and Bogey are going from a situation where those guys have not played a game that has mattered, really mattered in. Uh, two years, almost, uh, or or whereabouts. And I'm not saying that they're not capable of still coming up big in in a big spot for for te- a team because like they both have the pedigree. Like the Knicks saw it with Burks, like we've seen it with Bogey. He's performing in the playoffs. These guys are capable of it. They've been here for like two and a half weeks, so I think kind of getting used to what is a very new situation. Whereas Grimes, like that dude, I, I I think has to feel like the shackles are off in terms of like the freedom. Now he's going to get, because again, you're going from a team where, and I think it's, you felt it watching him. There were games where some like, Possession after possession, every possession, this guy played like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders. And now he gets to go play for a team that's eight and 49. And if he goes out and he has a terrible game or he has a great game, nobody gives a shit. So I thought for him to look like he did tonight and to be feeling himself tonight, I mean, again, I'm thrilled for him. He earned it. But to 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 draw the conclusions about well you can't make this trade because of how these guys look in these respective situations. Here's what I want to see. I want to see the situation that the the for Brogy and Burks that the Knicks traded them to be in before I start making any sweeping proclamations because we still have not seen that situation or anything resembling that situation. I want to see that. I want to see that situation. 
And then we can talk about the trade again. Robert Cross. Hello, Robert W. Cross. How are you, my friend? First time, long time. It's your boy, John. I share Big Thread Ben's concerns on the trade. Of course you do. Um, good to see Grimes play well and the Knicks get the win. Yep. Um, look, I think as of right now, I bet if you ask most Knicks fans like who watched tonight, would you do the trade over again? Most most people say no. And I think there's still a thought that uh, from a lot of people that maybe you sold low on Grimes. It's always easier to to feel that way and think that way when the guys you got have not looked great so far. Um, it's been a handful of games. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Again, it's been a handful of games or whatever. It's been six or seven games, maybe. Um, in a situation that it is not the situation they're going to be in for the games that this team made this trade to win. They're not there yet. I know they need to get there. And I know what Burks and Bogey are. That's just why it's this weird conversation. We got to get there first. And like part of my whole argument with Benji yesterday on the pod or today on the pod was that they needed to get to the finish line, which is why you make this trade. Well, if these guys aren't helping them get to the finish line, then doesn't it turn the, the trade? It's fair. And they need to be better. They have not been as good as they the Knicks have needed them to be. Burks especially. Bogey, I think, has been okay. Better than people have given him credit for. Um, I think they can be better. I think they will be better. Thanks, Robert. Alex, what's going on, Alex? Conspiracy theory. Monty was upset because he wants to get fired ASAP and collect his money and Detroit's competitive effort tonight ensures he's back next year. I mean, I said what I said on the pod and it was like half joking that Monty has a, a bet with someone in the league that I bet I could coach so badly that they'll fire me after the season and pay me all that money. Um, I mean, he's truly done an abhorrent job. I mean, the quote from him like several months into the season where he was like, yeah, it turns out spacing we're better when we have when we space the floor. Like that, that's like, imagine being a Piston fan and hear that quote from your head coach, who's getting paid eighty five million dollars. You know. Thank you, Alex. Sam Garcia's dad. What's going on, Sam Garcia's dad? I'm not amused that we can't seem to beat Detroit comfortably, but Villanova for the win. Damn, Brunson, three Vincenzo, I Heart, Bogey, and Josh Hart, who is all heart. I think. I think the contradiction is is apparent right there, right? Can't beat e- Detroit easily, right? But yet, all these guys deserve praise, right? So, obviously, Detroit some, did something good tonight. If if you needed all those guys to play well, and, and they did play well, and you were still in this tight game down the stretch, um, so this is the reality of their situation. There, there, there's a lot. A lot of talent in the league. And more than there being a lot of talent in the league, you still got a lot of teams playing to win games. You know? Um, and even some of the teams that like shouldn't be playing to win games are clearly still playing to win games. Like the, the Pistons tonight. I mean, look at them. They have nothing to play for. And yet they played that game like it was a freaking playoff game. You know, look at what Charlotte's been doing lately. Um, you know, uh, the Rockets are still like fighting. Uh, Memphis like never gives up. Although I think they were getting killed by Brooklyn earlier this season or earlier tonight. So yeah, but yeah, uh, Villanova guys came up huge. Maybe they're, maybe their best game, the three of them together up there. Kane Marco, take mob general. What's going on, man, man, losing Grimes really sucks. I'll miss the kid, but I'm sure glad we have heart go next. Yeah. Um, Let's see what he does. Let's see where his career progresses. I liked him. I think the ship had sailed here. As for the reasons the ship sailed, again, I don't I don't think we've fully gotten the whole story on that. Um but it did. I think they were always gonna trade it, it it never made sense to me, and I said this on multiple pods. It never made sense to me that they were going to keep him past the trade deadline when if you looked at the rotation 
I did not see any world where he was going to have a significant where they would trade for someone at the deadline and keep Grimes and where Grimes was still going to have any sort of a role of significance in the playoffs. I thought we were on track for a situation where he was going to be like a five minute a, a game, like up maybe play him in the first half sort of player if the team was fully healthy. And again, assuming they made another trade, a different trade that did not involve sending out Grimes. Um, just looking at the minutes and looking at how the rotations go, like that's and so if that was where this was headed, like so then you're gonna trade him this summer? which all the reporting was consistent. Like they were either going to trade him before the deadline or the summer. Like his value would be even, even lower. So I don't know. Thanks. K Marco. Kevin Danishevsky with another one standings check 2.5 over Indiana. Thank you, Toronto, RJ and IQ. My goal is five and five up until March 14th when OG should be back. Don't fall to the plan. And I'm happy. Yeah. I mean, I, I've kind of said the same thing. You, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. Um, go four and four over the next eight games. Find a way. Find a way to get one of these next three games. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, there we go. All right, I got two two doozies from Busy. Andrew's letting me know. What do you make of the young Knicks players struggling here and then going to other places and looking like better versions of themselves? I'll wait for the next one until I respond. What can your beloved head coach do better in the future so we don't have to trade them over the hill over trade them for over the hill specialists, a pair of second rounders, or in RJ's case, sell at the lowest value? You know, um, I I will say this. I will say this. If you look at what RJ has done in Toronto. Um, he's played consistently. He's made shots. That's the biggest thing. He's made shots. He's consistently made shots. That's really what it comes down to. He is who he is. He is a guy who I think got to a place by, I don't know when it was kind of solidified that he was just kind of going to be a role player, a high end role player, but like, you know, there was a zone here where RJ was going to be at the high end of the role player zone or the low end of the role player zone, save for, you know, a few people who just maintained against all reason and um, available evidence that there was still some kind of star uh, in waiting with him. So, like, he's been on the high end of the role player zone uh, playing in games that mean nothing. Okay. Let's see how he does on a team where a where it's a better team, where he's being, you know, again asked to do more, asked to make shots with stuff on the line, asked to be, again fit in and be more of a cog, which is what he had to be here because there were better players than him here. As far as what Emmanuel quickly has done in Toronto, I don't, I, he was great here. He's been great there. So I don't, I don't see where your argument holds any water there. Uh, Obi went to his basketball nirvana in India, Indianapolis with a tailor-made system for him, tailor-made rotation for him, tailor-made starting center to play alongside, tailor-made point guard, and he got benched. And Quentin Grimes, how many games has he played? He's played, what, three, four games? He had a great fourth quarter tonight. Busy, you need to start appreciating what you have, man. Uh, I love you, but you get so angry about this stuff uh, with the coach in particular. And I really do think it holds back your ability to enjoy what has been unequivocally the best era of Knicks basketball since the 90s. And for any misgivings that you may have about the man who is uh, at least partially responsible for guiding the ship uh, at least have a, a, enough appreciation for the reasons why he is responsible for the good things um, so that you're not constantly harping on the negative because that's like 
this is fun, man. This is awesome. This team is really freaking good. They have grit. They have toughness. They fight and claw and scrap more than any team in the league. In large part because the coach and the culture he sets. And it that has to do with what I said before is like he's he 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 is going to to trust the floor. He's going to make sure that the floor is always as high as it could be. And then he's going to trust his stars to get you to the ceiling. Um, does it always work out in his favor? Absolutely not. Are Grimes and Quickly and RJ and Obi going to have moments elsewhere where it's like, man, they didn't look like that here. Absolutely. But, you know, to turn it around and just like make it such a one-sided thing without seemingly, I don't want to put words in your mouth, without acknowledging like the benefits is just strikes me as very odd. And, uh, but it's your prerogative, you know? So, you know, to each their own is what I'll say. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, Dom? Uh, I have an early candidate for this week's detention. Fans that booed Fournier. Come on, man. You always liked Fournier, didn't you, Dom? Um, yeah, Fournier played a nice game. Um, I don't know about booing him. I don't really care. He got paid very well here. If fans wanted a little bit more for their money, I'm not, I'm not going to kill him for it, but that's what it is. Uh, Jessica, what's going on, Jess? Funny how some fans cry like babies after a win for their beloved losers. The Knicks traded two loser teams. <laughs> this is a little bit too too far on the other side, Jess. <laughs> Hashtag loser mindset. Hashtag whiners. Hashtag don't miss them. No, I mean, it's okay to miss the guys that are not here. They were vital. They were vital parts of the success here. Knicks aren't where they are without quickly and RJ and Grimes and Obi and, you know, those guys all, maybe with the exception of RJ, those guys all got dealt difficult hands here and they all had to make the best of, of situations that were probably less than ideal for young players. And yet at the same time, you know why I don't really feel bad? And this is the other part of it that I think Busy's um, comment uh, just completely and totally fails to comprehend is that the tough love that those guys received here where like, you know, you, you read it in Emmanuel quickly's farewell weather letter. He said it, they handed me the fucking green Jersey. Like, Whoa, like, what am I going to have to do to get minutes here? I thought I, you know, based on like what I was doing in the preseason, like this was going to be enough. Nope. So, I would argue that the, that the way the Knicks go about their business and the tough love that those guys got here is the reason why, in part, they are able to go other places and and look pretty good. Because if you're going to get on the floor for the Knicks, you damn well are going to make sure you don't take anything off the table. And that is, that is the sort of... Um, I don't know if you want to call it... I don't know what the word is, but... There's a lot of teams in the league where they're not giving that to their young players. You know, and we could sit here and we could have a, a really interesting discussion probably about the benefits of that versus the benefits of letting young players 
get out there and make mistakes and 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 grow through development and making mistakes. And I think ultimately it probably comes down to the player, like players who are going to succeed to some extent, I think are going to succeed anywhere and players who are going to fail to some extent are going to fail anywhere. But I really do think the fact that we are sitting here and again, the way we talk about crimes, the way we talk about quickly, these were not just like young, intriguing players. These were guys who made winning plays here. And the reason why is because they, they crossed all their T's and they dotted all their eyes because they had to, because they didn't do that. They weren't going to get playing time. So, you know, I, I think it, it, the, the, the thing goes both ways for sure. Thanks, Jess. Uh, Joseph Emilio. What's going on, Joseph? How are you? Hey, John. Love what you guys do. Gets me through the season. Oh, well, thank you. Appreciate that, Joseph. I'm ready for Deuce over Burks in meaningful minutes. Hashtag meaningful minutes. He's hard to watch and looks uncomfortable. He's absolutely hard to watch right now. I mean, that turnover, you want to talk about a swing in the game? That turnover in the beginning of the fourth quarter, I didn't see it. Uh, whether after the turnover, which led to the Pistons scoring at the other end, uh, and who got it, but Grimes. Like Grimes stole the ball. That turnover, which led to that basket, um, I, I, it felt like Tibbs must have looked over and, and motioned to uh, Brunson immediately to get off the bench. Like Burks has to be better, man. He's, he's not been good. He has not been good. Am I ready to glue him to the bench? No, I'm not. He has he he's done too much in this league, and he has too much of a track record for me to to mothball him. Uh, give him give him a chance. I'm telling you, he, he's going to come through. Meanwhile, I'm looking up how the fuck are the Heat up at the half on the Kings in Sacramento with a bunch of guys missing. I don't know what's going on. Doing on, what's going on? Doing on, don't give a shit how we got it. A win is a win is a win. Looking forward to you and Fred on the next episode of Pistons Film School. After that one, when is Fred on next? I don't even know. I think, I, I think, I'm, am I recording with Fred on Wednesday? Andrew's gonna yell at me because, um, because there's a calendar, and yes, Fred Katz is coming on the pot on Wednesday. Um, read Stefan Bondi's last tweet, by the way. The referee, yeah, made a I comment. got it. So, and Bontemps had it too. Uh, so the refs. Like they did in the Houston game, acknowledge they blew it. Upon post-game review, we determined Thompson gets the ball first and then was deprived of an opportunity to gain possession of the ball. Um, therefore, a loose ball foul should have been whistled on New York's DiVincenzo. There you go. So, again, refs made the wrong call, just like they did for the break. Not going to feel bad about it. Just not going to do it. Haitian Ferg with another one over under on how many slices Zion ate at Prince street pizza, <laughs> man, you're making me hungry. Um, hopefully he stopped by Katz's, uh, not Fred Katz's Katz's deli. And then got Zeppelin's in little Italy. Gotta love our chances. Uh, we'll see. I, look, I, the, 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 the Pelicans are a very serious team. If you don't believe me, just look at their net rating. It might be better than ours at this point. Um, it's right there. So, you know, are they the same team without Zion? No. But I'm I'll be curious what the line is on that game. I don't know if there's a line out yet. I'll be curious. Second night of a back-to-back. Nick's shorthanded. I guess if Zion doesn't play, the Knicks will be favored. I'd be surprised if Zion played if the Knicks were favored. I'd be shocked, actually. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, as for Katz's, man, I haven't had Katz's in so long. It's been years since I've had Katz's. Um, I could go for probably pastrami. Give me, give me, give me a nice pastrami sandwich. Oh, GMAC is telling me uh, Pelicans currently favored by two and a half. So that makes sense. Uh, Kev with another one. Spot on about Detroit and Grimes. I'll do you one better. If there's a prop bet on who will finish with the worst record in the NBA, I'm going all in on Washington. I don't know, man. They benched Jordan Poole recently, and that uh, I know that hasn't led to any wins, but maybe that'll help them. Maybe a dark horse emerges. Maybe someone, you know, although Wemby's playing out of his mind right now. I don't know. It's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. I mean, you know the Pistons are going to be trying for every win. Uh, I'd probably bet on Washington, though. I'd probably bet on Washington. And then we got another one from Kevin. Okay, enough agreeing with you. Here's something that will grind your gears. Oh, I can't wait. As of right now, I think Deuce over Burks for the playoff rotation. It just fits better. 
I, how about this? I'm not, I think whichever guy, it's, first of all, it'll be Burks over Deuce. I think. I think both of those guys are lining up for a role where they're playing like not a lot of minutes. Because again, again, assuming full health, which is always the which is the eternal caveat for this team this year. Assuming full health, take out the center position because you know you're getting 48 minutes. Again, assuming Mitch is back. You also have a, the precious part of this. So like, okay, Brunson 40 minutes, Randall 40 minutes, assuming he's back. Um, OG 40 minutes. So all of a sudden now, you're down to uh, 48 plus 24. Uh, 48, 58, 68, 72 minutes. 72 minutes. And I have not said Josh Hart's name. I have not said Dante DiVincenzo's name. I have not said Prush Chu's name. Uh, have, oh, excuse me. I haven't said Boyan McDonough's name. Like, playoff rotations are typically seven guys. So, if you do the math, we're arguing about nothing here. Now, do I think they're actually going to go with only seven? No. I, 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 or, excuse me. Let me take a step back. Eight would be bogey. Nine would be getting to the Aber, a, a Burks versus Deuce discussion. And again, we're, we're, I'm ignoring Precious. So, like, this team has so many freaking guys. I can pretty much guarantee you nobody's going to play that you're, you're being like, man, this guy really stinks. Or, or at the very least, the leash is going to be incredibly short. <clears throat> Bernard Richardson. Um, we got spoiled by how quickly OG fit in after the trade. Uh, that's not normal. What we're seeing from Bowie and AB is normal. Just hope to see it at full strength, plus one in the win column. Yeah, I mean, I, I think OG was such a seamless fit, and it's a testament to the level of player that OG and Obi is. Um, and also, like, the role. And you know who else it's a testament to? It's a testament to Julius freaking Randall. Because boy, oh boy, is a lot easier to look good when you're playing alongside that dude. Um, on offense, at least, for sure. And and to say nothing of playing, and, and then OG obviously doing what he does on defense, like we're, the trickle-down effect of the missing guys, man, it, it's, it's legit. It's legit. Thanks, Bernard. Tingus Pingus, great name. JB cooked Dante DiVincenzo Saturday. Is Dante DiVincenzo, oh, Jalen Brown, is Dante DiVincenzo too small to start in the playoffs versus Boston? If Hart finds his shot consistently like tonight, would you start him? Protest update. Uh, not in a million years. They need DiVincenzo shooting. It opens up their entire offense. And I think Boston is a extraordinarily unique situation in that they have guys they th that's why they are built the way they're built they they could exploit any mismatch um and they're great at doing it and i personally don't feel like steven chenzo got like brutally taken advantage of or anything the thing that i'm more hopeful about is like give me some og and an ob in that lineup all of a sudden things look a lot different so i'm, I'm not too worried about that uh protest update i don't have an update i don't think we're gonna win the protest but that's my thought and also the thing about Hart, like he can make 70% of his threes between now and the end of the season. Teams are just not going to respect him in the same way that they respect DiVincenzo. And that's um, going to change how what the Knicks are able to do on offense. Uh, thanks again, Tingus. Brando. Yes, Bogey made shots, but his defensive lapses included two fouls on three-pointers, nullifying his impact. Poor shot selection late two. Minus nine tells the story, in my opinion. Um I, um, yes, defensive lapses, absolutely. And right now, with who the Knicks are putting out there, defensive lapses stand out because there's no one else in the rotation who's really giving you anything but a plus on defense other than Brunson. And obviously, Brunson is in his own world as an offensive player. And honestly, like, I think Brunson's defense is better than Bogey. 
Because Brunson, he's a little bit, you know, he's able to move around a little bit better, at least, even to make up for his size. He had a great contest on Cade in the fourth quarter, I thought. Um, so again, I'm, 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 again, was he great? No. But what he's able to do on offense, they don't, they don't have enough of right now. So I'm not saying I'm excusing. The, the defensive lapses, and I'm not saying that the that the miscues were not big. They were big, but so were the shots. You know, like to start off the sentence by saying like, "Yes, Bogey made shots." I think that's a, that's a tad too dismissive of of the importance of shot making on a roster right now that just does not have enough of that. And you know what they do have? They do have they have a lot of defenders. Doesn't mean you could make miscues and yes they stood out the defensive miscues stood out you cannot foul um who was it there grimes on that three there in the corner you can't do that you cannot do that um i just you know i just i'm trying to be fair here that's all I'm trying to be fair thank you brando andrew p don't be a nervous wreck coach hard but let play uh, asking tibbs not to be a nervous wreck is like i don't know i don't, I don't know <laughs> Like every coach is nervous. It's not just tips. And the reason why he's a great coach is because I wouldn't call it nerves. I'd call it. I don't know what I'd call it. Um, insanity. Sure. Let's go with insanity. No, he's just, he's not, he's not going to willingly do anything that he doesn't feel gives his team the best chance to win. That's all there's to it. Okay, here we go. Busy's back, man. I, look, me and Busy disagree a lot on, on some things. You've consistently been not only an important member of the KFS community. Um, I don't know where we'd be without you because you offer a different viewpoint, but your generosity knows no bounds, which I don't want you to think for a second that just because I'll push back on what you say that I don't. we don't, all of us don't appreciate everything. So get that out of the way. Uh, so Busy, thank you for the contributions, plural, tonight. You can justify all the former Knicks situations all you want. Bottom line, they're playing better. How come Tibbs couldn't get that out of them? Um, I haven't answered that question, but I'll keep reading. Precious would have went bye-bye without showing he was valuable if it wasn't for injuries. Again, I'll repeat what so many of your colleagues at KFS have said to you. We can love the coach, praise him for what he does, but also admit he fucked some situations, assuming there's an upcoming, when these players we're here and we asked, is it on the coach or is it on the players? He is not infallible. At no point would I ever say he's infallible. And that's because no coach is infallible. Oh, we got one more from busy. Let me read that one. Well, the players answered the question playing better with a different coach. Now answer for your coach. What can he do to be better, to be better, to connect with the players that may not be a particular fit for him? Um, okay, so you gave me a lot. Let me let me try to get on all that. He's not infallible. No coach is infallible. Every coach makes mistakes because every coach has things that they prioritize. And by definition, because you cannot prioritize everything. Um, and it's impossible to always pick. Because what is a coach's job? A coach's job is always to pick between competing interests. If there were not competing interests, it would not be one of the most difficult jobs in the world. It is. That's because there are competing interests and you're always trying to find the right balance. No coach ever finds the right balance. That being said, does Tibbs skew heavily towards one side? Absolutely. Is it a reason that you get situations where you know or you knew at some point last season and certainly this season that there was more that Emmanuel quickly could have given especially during the end of the 21-22 season when it was obvious to everybody seemingly except Tibbs? Absolutely. I'm not... Again, the RJ thing... I, I think these are nuanced discussions. I think to make a blanket statement, why are all of Tibbs' players succeeding elsewhere? Like, I don't... I'm sorry, I don't really see with Obi and Indy. I think, I think the fact that he looks better... Is, and this is the main answer to your question. I think a lot of it has to do with opportunity. I think it is a lot easier as a player to get comfortable when you have more reps. Now, that is a that is a different story than, let's say, a situation like with Josh Hart or, you know, even like Bogey, let's say, where 
not bogey, uh, Burks, where you're asking them to do more than they're capable of doing. I don't think any of Grimes, Obi, RJ, or Quickly is being asked to do more than they're capable of doing in their current situations. They are being given more of an opportunity to do what they are able to do. What they were never able to do here, I would argue, is get at as much reps on the ball or in Obi's case, just simply get enough playing time and enough of a, a role in the offense to show everything they could do. What did Obi get in Indiana? He got a little bit more run. He got put in a better system and he got the best passing point guard in basketball um, and a stretch five. So like for me, Obi is like, it's almost completely situation dependent. Again, I cannot in good conscience speak to anything Grimes is or is not has or has not done in Detroit because it's been whatever it's been three games that he's played there. Um, so we'll see. But again, with that, I think it's going to be probably more of a product of there was not a situation here where they could do more because of the other guys that were on the floor who, who were just flatly better than let's focus on Grimes than Grimes. And you know what, by the way, and again, we could go back to whatever may have happened at the end of last season over the summer where something he knew the writing was on the wall and he was playing in his own head, but there were a lot of situations this year when Quentin Grimes had an, opp- Quentin Grimes had an opportunity to do more, right? And didn't. Now, maybe that speaks to your point. Why couldn't Tibbs get, get that out of him? Well, like, again, go find a coach in the league that's, that is in his, will, has a situation where they're always getting the most out of all their players all the time. Steve Kerr. Just got a who is a guy I know you've praised in the past, and God knows you've praised the Warriors in the past. That dude just got seventeen and a half million dollars a year for the next two years, and you had half of the Warriors fan base, if not more, wanting to run him into the I don't know where you run someone that gets fired, the poor house. I don't know where run him out of town. How about that? Because of everything that was going on there, because of his you know insistence on playing vets, and now Jonathan Kuminga. Is looking like the Steph, the second star that Steph Curry needs. Well, wh- what was Steve Kerr doing? Why, like, I'm not trying to deflect attention from Tibbs, but just to 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 pretend like this is a Tibbs only issue when every coach in every spo, you could like Kyle Lowry looked pretty freaking awesome playing for Philly in that one game we saw him. Well, what was going on in, in Miami? Why didn't you fall another way? Like anywhere you go. Anywhere you go, you can find situations where coaches did not get the most out of certain players. Does it seem to happen more with younger players with Tibbs than, than, than veterans? Absolutely. That is the perception. And, and there is a leg to stand on when it comes to quickly, specifically. You want to t- tell me RJ's getting you know more opportunities where he doesn't have to do much with the ball and it's more like they're, treat- they're, they're letting him be a finisher in Toronto? Sure. I look forward to seeing how much that shit's going to fly against high level defenses and in, in playoff situations, you know, when teams are game planning and, and all those sorts of things. Um, If anything, I would argue that RJ was given the chance to spread his wings here and do more over the years. And I think the fact that I think it's a very interesting thing that Toronto has done, which is to basically say less is going to be more for you, dude. We're not going to have you doing all that stuff. We're gonna we're gonna take some of that responsibility away from you. Um, that's very interesting to me. Because what was this guy supposed to be out of college? Supposed to be a guy you could give the ball to and have him create stuff. Well, he hasn't really had, you know, been asked to do that as much in Toronto. Um look, busy, I, I think as with a lot of these things, these are nuanced discussions. And the reason why I tend to get very emotional about them is because you know, not nobody's willing to have nuanced discussions about anything anymore in any walk of life, let alone sports and the NBA. But it does feel like people are more willing to have time to have nuanced, more nuanced discussions about players as opposed to coaches in general, but also this coach, you know, where again, you get a lot of the blanket statements, which is why I get so incredibly defensive. Um, do you make good points? Absolutely, you make good points. There's validity here. As you said, people that I or my colleagues here at KFS, they've preached all the same stuff you're preaching. So, but I, you know, I think there's layers to this. Um, 
there's layers to it. And that's why I think it deserves a deeper discussion, especially when, as you kind of pointed out, there's a lot of good that, the, that, that comes from what Tibbs does as well. And the, the challenge for me has always been, how do you, how do you disentangle the good from the bad? And to know, like, well, you know, we, we, we want column A, but we don't want column B. Well, maybe you can't have it both maze. Maybe it's actually not two columns. Maybe it's one column. Um, and, you know, if that's the case, maybe that speaks to that. Maybe he's not as great a coach as I like to think he is. But, you know, th- that's why these discussions are interesting to me. Thanks, Busy. Re- appreciate everything tonight. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline couple more that we're going to get out of here. Abdullah Diallo, we need to put into context what we are missing. Two all-defense caliber players and a two-time all-star and an all-NBA player. Amen to that, man. That's why we're playing Jericho and Deuce over 25 minutes. Chill, guys. Preaching to the choir there. Yeah, let's... Everybody's being overextended right now, and it's tough for role players to look good when they're being asked to do more than they should be. Alex, fair to wonder if there's something about Tibbs and his system that especially exposes players who are black holes on defense. Kemba Fournier now issues with bogey. Um, The Kemba Fournier thing was just... I mean, I think it was a bad fit in a number of ways, and I think the the offensive payoff wasn't there. Um, I... (sighs) you were relying so much on the center spot because again, you had those two guys out there with who with Randall and RJ Randall, not a good defender or inconsistent and RJ who the, the, the Fournier Kemba season, I, I did not think his defense was particularly good for much of that year. So you had one positive defender in your starting lineup. The thing with bogey, um, I don't think it's a tip system thing. I think if anything, Bogey is playing these minutes, a lot of these minutes, because he's coming off the bench, where you have Sims as the rim protector, the final last line of defense. I think part of why the Knicks defense has looked as good as it has over the last several years is because you had, first it was Mitch and Noel, and then you had um, Mitch and Hardenstein. And after Mitch went down, you had Hardenstein playing like 40 minutes a night. So you really had close to 48 minutes of elite rim protection. You don't have that right now. Now you have your Hardenstein minutes, whatever you get him for in whatever state he's in, which I don't think is all the way back. And I th- and then you go down from there. So I think when you do have a minus perimeter defender, it will stand out a little bit more. I don't know if I put that on the system. Although I guess if you do want to put it on the system, because what is tip system all about? It's always about that last line of defense. You need that last line of defense. There's a reason he has held on to Mitchell Robinson like grim death um, when his name has come up in like trade rumors. Thanks, Alex. Sam Garcia's dad. IQ should have been six man of the year. Hard to say Tibbs didn't get much out of him. Yeah, I mean, like he, he looked awesome here. He looked awesome. And like I, I, I've looked at the numbers, not recently, but I've looked at the numbers in, in Toronto. I mean, I don't see a big... You know, it, look, it's not like quickly has gone to Toronto and averaged like 30 and 10 or something. I mean, that would be absurd, but like he's gone there and he's done exactly what I think we expected him to do, which is be, look really good. He was good tonight. Thanks, Ray. Zeke Smith. What's going on, Zeke? Best Nick team since the 90s. Why are fans acting like we traded four all-stars in RJ, Quickly, OB, and Quick and Quentin? Our team is way better now since the trades. Sleeper Eastern Conference Finals contender. I mean, you're... Yeah, you're preaching to the choir like that you gotta you gotta give to get i mean the og trade exists in its own universe um 
I'll say this for as much as I've been defending the bogey trade lately, or what do we agree to call it? The Fournier trade. Um, I feel a lot stronger about the OG trade and it's because you, you're just, you're not getting that guy. You're not getting that chess piece. You're not getting that chess piece in a league where that chess piece means everything. If you're trying to win playoff games, you are not getting him without giving up some serious shit. And to I believe Toronto was not making that trade if quickly was not in it. So, you know, there you go. Thanks. Zeke. Brando at uh, Andrew Claudio, your overall thoughts on the game. There you go. So thank you, Brando, for asking my my thoughts on the game. A um, little behind the scenes here at Knicks Film School. So the Knicks play the Pelicans on Tuesday night. I spent from the middle of the first quarter to just before the fourth quarter doing a pregame pod, which will be available to all of you at 3 a.m. So I mostly watch the game through the GameCast overlay. So it's why I don't have much of the anxiousness or agita that a lot of Nick's Twitter has at the moment. Watching John XJ and Benji react to the final 30 seconds minute of the game was something though. So I encourage everybody to, we, we tweeted out the clip if you want to go check it out. Uh, my thoughts on the game, they got away with the win. And I think at this point, as shorthanded as they are, uh, you need to get away with as many wins as you possible, possibly can, which includes a little help from the zebras, which Took one away from us a couple of weeks ago. So I'll take it at this point. Is there yeah. a lot of Ajita on Nick's Twitter? I think in general, the Ajita was felt throughout the... I mean, I haven't really scrolled through Nick's Twitter. I just scrolled through the chat and some of the comments being like, oh, that was... We escaped with that one, you know? Yeah, they definitely escaped. I, I just... I mean, again, it was going to be my lead to the post game. <laughs> Give Pistons credit, man. They played good. They Played really well. It was specifically the, the the really the the one former Nick Fournier was fine, but I didn't in what I saw in said fourth quarter. It was really the Quentin Grimes show, which good for him. He had a good yeah. fourteen, good good twelve minutes. Can you? I'm not going to ask you to do that. You have to now. You can't start it and not then there ask a, me at the beginning in like the first minute of the game. Mm-hmm. I was like, or maybe even before the tip off. I don't even know. I said, watch this. Watch, we're going to get a Cade Cunningham like five for seven from three game. He went five for seven from three. I, I, ah, John Macri, look at you. Listen, I, Captain Blind Squirrel over here, I don't find many nuts. So when I find a nut, at least let everybody know about the nuts that I have found. Because I'm proud of those nuts and I earned them and I cherish them a great deal. What what size nuts do you cherish though? Oh, see now we you just you took it too far because it wasn't already implied, sir. Did you catch my conversation about porn during the the watch along? No, again, I was doing a pregame pod during oh, most of the game. Missed <laughs> that one. That was, that was a good time. That was that was that was a good time. Yes, don't worry. It'll be up available for those on Patreon in the mellow tearing up if you want to rewatch and catch John's conversation with XJ and uh, uh, and Benji about. The Pistons and I guess some pornography as well. And um, Kiss Cam. And Kiss Cam. Oh, the fun that happens in between is where'd the conver- that conversation go? Um, Were you like, instead of the Kiss Cam, you should play do something you really else? Do this? I, no, I was just commenting on the, the if you're going to do the Kiss Cam, at least maybe show like there's a lot of attractive people in New York. Maybe just show show some of the attractive folks in the in the stands and try to get them to kiss. Oh, you're like playing matchmaker is what you're saying. I just don't want to watch ugly people kiss. Okay. That's, that's all. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Shout out to ugly people. Listen, ugly people are people too, so it's all good. Exactly. We're not saying you're not people. Just shout out to you if you're watching. Nobody's ugly. Everybody has beauty on the inside. But not. But we don't need to put everybody on the kiss cam. No, it's unnecessary. There you go. Uh, Thank you, Brando. Uh, Zach Horowitz. Wow. Well, happy birthday to me. No tears this year. Happy birthday, Zach. Happy birthday, Uh, Zach. I saw this uh, earlier. I was hoping you'd chime in tonight. Happy birthday to you, my friend. Glad they got the W. Zach's an OG uh, KFS supporter, man. Thank you uh, for chiming in and always uh, contributing. And then last one. Tingus Pingus. I love this name. (laughs) 
Does the Bogey Burks trade scare you now that in the playoffs, teams like Boston can exploit them in bench minutes? I feel like Bruce Brown and quickly trade picks to keep him over them. Trade picks to keep him over them would be huge improvement. Again, I am of the belief that they were not getting OG without quickly. And if they were getting OG without quickly, I think it would have made a significant enough dent into their own draft assets, meaning not the protected picks, but the Knicks' own picks, um, that it would have significantly inhibited their ability to make a uh, hashtag meaningful trade down the line. So that's that. As far as Bruce Brown, um, look, I think they were in on Bruce. I mean, the reporting suggests that they were in on Bruce Brown until the end. And part of it was that the Raptors wanted again, a good first like, and they were not willing to, but was it a good first and Grimes? Like, I, I don't know. Um, personally, I'm I, again, I'm, I'm finding myself into vast minority here. I'm really excited to see what bogey in particular can do in the role that I think he should be in. In the playoffs, I think he could thrive in that role. I think he could be a difference maker in that role. I think he will help the Knicks in that role. And more than anything, I think you were, you had, there were two prerogatives at, at the trade deadline. You had to do something with the Fournier salary slot and you had to do something with Grimes. And was it the best trade in the world? Maybe not. Was it the best trade that was available to them? I fully believe that it was. And I don't think, uh, and all, but ultimately, again, it, it is going to come back to Grimes. If Grimes turns into, you know, a, a better version of Danny Green, let's say, where he's playing 30 plus minutes a night for like teams that could end up in the finals, the trade is going to look bad. I think part of the Knicks calculation, again, is that that is not going to be what Grimes is, is long term. Um, because you know what? If they thought he was, I don't think they would have traded. It's flat out the case. We'll send that. will do it for tonight. Okay. Wow, man. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. This was eventful, right? Um, we had a lot of fun. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, don't forget, like the uh, video here. Uh, slam that like button if you haven't already done so. We appreciate that. Gets people to watch what we do and hopefully that get more people to watch what we do. Uh, if you're listening on the pod, five star uh, ratings always help. Uh, review, that's always good. And we'll be back at it uh, tomorrow. You got uh, the, the pregame pod that Andrew recorded. You got um, post game with Andrew and a newcomer, Chris Connor, who's from Boot Crew Media. Uh, he runs their spaces. So a newcomer, someone you've never heard before. On the post game tomorrow. Oh, you mean the post game? Okay, that's the pregame pod. The post game's me and Sean I, tomorrow. Oh, you and Sean. Okay, I was like, oh yeah. wow. Um, that's yes. Yeah, so you and Sean. So I'm excited already to tune into that win or lose, as should everybody else. And uh, that's it. We'll talk to everybody later. Peace out. <laughs>